Hello and welcome to the Real to Rank podcast, the podcast that ranks your favorite film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Devin Specht, and with me as always is my brother Dayton. Hey, howdy, everybody. And today we're going back to the past, which is also the future, which is also the past. <laughs> yes, but it's a very important event is happening in the past of our future. It's, uh, yeah, it's the prequel to the Jodie Foster movie Contact. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah it's, <laughs> that's why it's first one. It's the first contact. <laughs> What's the, um, no, never mind. What's that fucking, uh, one with, uh, goddammit, Martin Sheen's kid, the... Emilio Estevez? The other one. Tiger Blood. Uh. Uh, Charlie Sheen. That's the one. Yeah. What's the one where he was? Arrival. That's it. Yeah. With the aliens that yeah. uh, bend their knees back. Yeah. I like that yeah. movie a lot. Yeah, that movie's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. In my experience, though, you need two contacts to see properly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unless you're a cyclops. And uh, I think voicemail is my first contact <laughs> on the phone. Uh, yeah. We got jokes. Uh, yeah, it was uh, released in 1996, directed by Jonathan Frakes. Mm-hmm. Number one is now number one in the director's chair. Yep. It's, it's probably the best Next Generation movie. It's not a high bar. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely our favorite one. I think it's the one that, uh, in terms of like Star Trek movies that I always come back to, this is always like in the top like three. You know, I really like this movie a lot, so... It's yeah, this... yeah. It has all the like, it, it. I don't know. It makes me really like all the next generation characters, and also has like really good action and suspense. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it has a lot of um, art to it too. I like that. Yeah, it's just an interesting story too. One that doesn't feel like they could do on TV to the scope mm-hmm. that they wanted. Yeah, like, generations have... felt like you could have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe not as high budget, but it's not like you, know, they were... <laughs> you need to re- rent those rocks for a couple days. The, the horses cost a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. As, uh, you know, that overextends the craft services budget. I mean, renting out a uh, Victorian manor mm-hmm. to have a Christmas party. True. Plus, like, a whole half of a boat. Mm hmm. Or. A whole boat. They got wide shots of the boat. <laughs> That's true. They did. It's a whole boat. There's hope for There's the world boat. with that boat. Hope for the world. <laughs> the ghosts, they just had the boat, and they were like, we're putting it in the movie. we got to use this boat. we got access to a boat. <laughs> That's probably what it was. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, better use it when you... Yeah. I got uh, access fine. to an old sailing ship. Yeah. Well, what does that have to do with anything? Yeah, no, no, we can dunk Beverly Crusher. Yeah, quote the holodeck. We'll just use the holodeck. Um, yeah, I also remember this one being like a good jumping off point for like video games. I remember mm. there being like a light gun shooter, like arcade style, where like Borg are invading the ship. Yeah. And there's moments in this movie that feel... It's a good concept feel... for that. Yeah. Well, because you got to like change out your weapons or whatever. Mm-hmm. The Borg are... You know, probably one of the better Star Trek villainous races. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Even though they're the Doctor Who Cybermen. Mm-hmm. They're just a Star Trek version of the Cybermen. They're, they're, just, they're the Cybermen yeah. from Doctor Who. Scarier. I'll give them credit. They're scarier than yep. the Cybermen. 
But like, you know, they're that that's basically what they are. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna give them credit for being wholly unique. Um Yeah, and just dealing with them, probably the I'd say the biggest antagonist of next gen, just from a layman's thing. Just like the was wholly original to next gen and they kind of made it their own as opposed to the other races. Yeah. And uh yeah, pretty good. Yeah. All right, well we'll talk about it. <laughs> well, another never interaction. <laughs> um, yeah. Um yeah, you want to just hop right in? Sure. All right. Yeah, we start out with assimilation. Having been through the assimilation process, I thought it was pretty all right. Yeah. You know, assimilation not too bad. Apparently for Jean-Luc Utis Picard, it was uh it's a whole ordeal. Yeah, it was a it was a nightmare. He had a laser eye. Mm-hmm. It's the worst. And, uh, yeah, he, yeah, because previously in the show, he was um, abducted by the Borg and uh, became Lacuter of the Borg. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it still haunts him to this day. Yeah. Much like the screams of his dead brother and nephew <laughs> a lot of things he's haunted by opinionated robert and indifferent henry or whatever uh, um but yeah he's at he's having a nightmare one of those kind of nightmares where uh you think you wake up but then it's still the nightmare yeah like some freddy krueger shit yeah i thought the same thing i was like oh that's different for star trek i wasn't expecting that that's cool. You ever have a nightmare that does that? No. I've never had a dream like that where it's like, oh, no, I incepted myself. No. Yeah, the top just kept spinning. Oh, yeah. I incepted my dreams. Um, yeah. So he wakes up and then he gets a he gets a call from he gets a call from what an admiral on Starfleet. Yeah. Oh, I also noticed that they have new uniforms because Starfleet is really fickle when it comes to making new uniforms. Well, they always and, change it up, you know, be stylish. Yeah, yeah. They every every few years new uniform. Mm-hmm. It's the it's the hardest thing about working in Starfleet is learning what to do with all your old uniforms. <laughs> I suppose in a post scarcity environment, though, where you can just make them. Yeah, probably just re. Probably all the same uniforms, just getting like re-replicated into new styles i don't know they're like gray in the shoulder pads like they have shoulder pads that are gray and then they have little bits of color i don't know if i like it as much yeah i've never been wild about the next generation i don't know i i don't know i, I like the original series where you just got a shirt and it identifies you you wear a red <laughs> yeah. shirt you wear a blue shirt that guy wears a yeah. gold shirt <laughs> Yeah, I know what you are based on the color of shirt that you are. <laughs> yeah, it makes it easy. And they still yeah. kind of do, but it's like yeah, the they're colorful like undershirts, I guess. Yeah, as opposed to the others. And well, the next gen ones kind of keep that, mm-hmm. and but that's all like one jumpsuit, and it seems like it'd be just a nightmare to go to the bathroom in that thing. Oh, probably. Yeah. But you know, in a post scarcity scarcity society, go to the bathroom probably. You just shit in them and you <laughs> yeah. just throw them away. It's <laughs> ah, just thinking like, oh man, everything's so evolved in the future of Star Trek. You can just do everything in those things. 
<laughs> it's like, yeah, no, they, they take care of themselves. You just wipe them away. Oh, they also have a new ship, the uh, Enterprise E. E. Um, it's. I like it. Yeah, it's nice. I like all the model work in this is really good. Like I like all the effect work for the ships, and everything. I think my, I think my favorite is that uh, when we go to uh, the captain's ready room later in the movie. He's uh, gone all fucking Commander Shepard and has models of other Enterprises. <laughs> I, was, I was doing... <laughs> I swear to God, I'm playing Mass Effect 2 right now, and I've been collecting all the ships, and when I saw that, I was like, oh, I got some of those too right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was like... I was like, he's... I mean, he's missing the. I mean, Admiral at least archers. At least, uh, like, he doesn't have a whole dedicated like nautical room like Kirk did later on. You know, You're what? Mar- you didn't want the seafaring room? <laughs> I mean, I do, but you know, the shrine of the silver <laughs> monkey, where the only way to get out is to assemble a statue. <laughs> but beware of the temple guards that inhabit the trees. Uh, yeah. Uh. I mean, it's a big ship. They could have all kinds of fucking. Oh god, in yeah, there. And there's 24 decks. Mm-hmm. 700 meters wide, long, tall. Who knows? I don't know. Meters six meters, like uh, two, three feet. Sure. I don't know. I don't know either. Okay. I'm I'm not a math magician. Mm. But yes, the, the admiral calls and like, yep, the Borg are here. Mm-hmm. Yep, they're is... hauling ass out of through the neutral zone or whatever. Well, then, then we need you to patrol the neutral zone. Yeah, so I guess because he does, because he was assimilated and then freed, he's a liability. They see also being in command of the most powerful advanced ship in the fleet because you know it's the Enterprise. I was just surprised that there were other ships in the range mm-hmm. that could defend earth against it i know like, isn't this like the first time where we've seen like a whole bunch bunch of ships like a whole like, like ar- around an earth. armada yeah. of sh- an actual peacekeeping armada for once <laughs> yeah granted most of them get destroyed but yeah they're like but they, they're like oh well patrol the neutral zone just in case the romulans decide to start some shit mm-hmm. which they are want to do um, and eventually they're like, nah, yeah, fuck this. Fuck we, our orders. The, the crew, yeah, the, the the rest of the crew are like, we really should be defending Earth. And like, no, no, the Starfleet has decided that uh, the best course of action is to take the most powerful <laughs> ship and, in, and, and watch and a, a piece of space where nothing is happening. Yeah, and uh, also their most experienced captain who's used to fighting this enemy and bench him too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Classic Starfleet, classic Starfleet, everybody, and uh, in also classic Enterprise fashion. To hell with our orders, we're doing what's right. So they uh, maximum warp to Sector One, where the Armada against the Borg is fighting off against the Borg Cube, and uh, not doing so. I mean, they're doing all right. They've heavily damaged it, but uh, they're taking well, a cube. lot of taking yeah. a lot of hits. Yeah, and again, well, like, but- oh, sorry. Oh yeah, no, it's yeah, it's just fucking them up. It's but it's a cube because they have the, it's all different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do like that the Borg do so, that kind of like, atypical ship because it's in space. You could literally make it whatever you want. You know, what I mean, it doesn't have to be in the same, like it, sleek look. 
So going cube style is pretty neat. Well, it maximizes just the, it's it's not about the it's it's all about the uh, efficiency. Just of the it. function. Yeah, yeah it, like they don't need design. Mm-hmm. That's not it's not part of it. Yeah. And uh yeah, as I previously mentioned before, the I love I love the like how they did the mix of the CGI and the model work in this cuz the it works really well to the movie's favor. Like I do like watching this battle. It's probably one of my favorite of the like Star Trek kind of space battles. Yeah, and we see other people are there too. Worf is commanding the Defiant. Mm-hmm. And uh, Adam Scott is there. Yeah, I noticed that too. I was like, "Oh, hey, he's here. Cool. Are we having fun yet?" <laughs> yeah. Uh uh, no, they're not. Uh, they're getting no. They're getting they're like getting everybody's dead. <laughs> like the defiance almost destroyed. Should be be hell for Deep Space Nine. Uh, but uh, so uh, as the the ships, the defiance about to be destroyed. Warps like uh, today is a good day to die. Prepare for ramming speed. And then Adam Scott's like another ship's uh, coming in to coming in to save us, sir. It's the Enterprise. And they, you know. Fire four ton, photon to four photon torpedoes at the fucking cube, and uh, you know save the defiant and teleport wharf onto the ship. Technically, everyone. Oh they, yeah, they, they yeah, that's what whole... I mean. Yeah, surviving crew. <laughs> no, they're like just target wharf. <laughs> just wharf. Hey, everybody else, they don't matter. <laughs> everyone else, all the side characters can be lost. It's fine. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they <laughs> uh, beam them. Uh, away and then yeah target a like yeah just everyone fire at this specific thing and like mm-hmm. that's not even a thing like what is, what yeah. is that thing data's like uh, captain that's a non-critical system and jean luke's like trust me data and he can order all the ships to he assumes command because the admiral ship was destroyed by the cube in the battle and so all yeah. the ships fire on that one section which causes the entire cube to crumble but before it uh, destroys death star style one sphere makes it out yeah the uh well, the designation out of time mm-hmm. and uh <laughs> it goes <laughs> it escapes and then it's uh uses a time warp mm-hmm. so it takes a step to the left and then a jump to the right is <laughs> the pelvic thrust though yeah. that really drove him insane <laughs> yeah uh so the Enterprise is caught in a temporal wake because, uh, well, what is it? They fly fly overhead, and then they see that the Earth is completely different. It's been Borgatized, assimilated. Yep. Yeah, it's all Borg. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, all <laughs> it's all Borg. <laughs> it's Borged. Um, yeah, and so they're like, oh, well, after it. we got to figure out what mm-hmm. we, gotta... we also have to go back in time. Yeah. Number one. Set the primary thrusters to 88 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah. Fire up the flux capacitor. <laughs> Jordy, polish up the flux capacitor. Throw it's all the big. waste in the Mr. Fusion. <laughs> it's all ass. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if these bastards can do 90. <laughs> oh, that'd be funny. So, yeah, basically they, they timey-wimey uh, it to explain, uh, you know, we're going to follow in the... Borg spheres fucking trails and head back into the past and the the Borg sphere has gone back to the year 2063 
Yeah, so the specific date is April 4th. Mm-hmm. The day before first contact. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, the Borg Sphere's first order of business back in time is to shoot Montana. <laughs> Destroy Montana, which, granted... Doesn't take much. We've got to shoot him back into the Stone Age. <laughs> <laughs> knock over a building. <laughs> Just kick a mailbox. <laughs> Fuck you, Billings. There's nothing there. As it turns, there. Out the, <laughs> turns out the Borg just really hate Helena. <laughs> Bozeman can suck it. Bang. <laughs> <laughs> it's big sky country and it's all ours. Finally, we've achieved what we want. <laughs> It's all the Borg ever really wanted. They Big came from deep guy. space. <laughs> came from deep space to fuck over Montana. Specifically Montana. They came from deep space, which arguably is the biggest sky country. <laughs> no, that dared. It dared declare itself Big Sky Country. <laughs> they came to take the title back. We're going to rename it Borgsman, Montana. It's ours. <laughs> it's Borg Sky Country now. <laughs> so fucking stupid. <laughs> All right. Well, we did that. See you later. Oh, we got it. We got it. <laughs> we got them. And they fly away. Everybody else is fine as well. It's just like business as usual. <laughs> it's just it's like yeah wow just montana huh <laughs> just montana oh. Oh. <laughs> they assimilated it and they were like oh this is enough <laughs> they assimilated both picture both people in montana and there's like a rancher and his sons <laughs> Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> That's all there is. So, yeah, the uh, uh, the sphere fires on Montana, Bozeman specific, one specific area of uh, post-World War Three Montana, and trying oh, yeah. to kill uh, Zephram Cochran uh, of Alba Centauri, as we would know him from the original series, because that's, that's where the name comes up. They kind of tell more of his backstory here but uh yeah trying to kill him because you know if you stop humans from first contact no federation uh you know much easier to strike and yeah they unsuccessfully try to kill uh kill him and uh the enterprise uh blows up the sphere but they teleport the borg onto the enterprise and kind of damage the phoenix which is the ship that's gonna uh, take uh, the first warp, like warp one ship, I guess. Yeah, so that's the so what normally happens. So one, uh, yeah, World War Three happens. Uh, Khan, remember him? There's a whole whole thing. Yeah, uh, humanity's just not doing great, and then first contact happens and literally changes everything. Mm-hmm. Zephram Cochran reaches warp one, attracts the eye of some Vulcans that are passing by. Mm-hmm. And through uh, a knowledge exchange or yeah, 
basically all of humanity is is risen out of the gutter and into yeah basically the the golden age for all time yeah you know they're basically able to like it it shows that uh you know they are a spacefaring like they're capable of like you know because that vulcan ship is just passing through doing a survey and they're like oh they're just primitive people not not gonna even bother but when you are warp capable that means that you can travel faster than light and kind of join you know being among the stars i guess and then yeah there's a a whole whole big deal and it's i do like when they explain it and i'm like yeah that's fucking star trek like i love that yeah um yeah it's it's very cool um but yeah they by attacking that they're delaying it so they're there's a, a new mission so they're gonna send like get your best 2063 clothes which mm-hmm. just looks like rags uh, well they just look like regular clothes like they don't like yeah some people wear rags because well there is like so like world war three is like different than the eugenics wars i looked it up on the memory memory beta so like con like lifted up in like the 90s and world war three world war three in the star trek universe lasts from like 20 like the like 2030s to the 2060s or 2050s it's like it's a long time world war three is a long time in the star trek universe oh good we still have time yeah yeah (laughs) but you won't miss it (laughs) so long as buzzman's around we're gonna be good uh yeah um yeah there's no real like world government yeah there's like many millions of people are dead like no governments really exist anymore uh there's kind of there's little hints here and there like uh lily who's played by uh alfie woodward uh is like talks about scrounging material together to get the like the phoenix uh, which is Ephraim cochran's ship together and uh, because it's basically made out of an old nuclear missile i think that's what they say. Which is, you know, and they they comment on how fitting that is. Mm-hmm. That, you know, was formerly a missile and now it's used for something else. Yeah, going to be used for something that's going to, like, be a breakthrough for peace and, you know, like, saving things, I guess you'd call it. Science and engineering. Building things. things. <laughs> I, mean, but yeah. I heard I heard Tom Servo in my head as I was doing that. As I was, yeah, it's fitting though. It's apt. Uh, well, like every star, uh, everybody from the Enterprise is just fangirling out about this entire experience. Yeah, because it's, and I I also like how they, and we'll talk more about it. I'm sure I do like how we get to see that contrast between the reality of this historical person and then their perceptions from like, cause they're, you know, everybody on the enterprise, this is somebody who was like changed history like 300 years ago. And to him, he's just like, I'm just a, I'm just a dude. I don't, well, you know, <laughs> like, well, cause yeah, to them, he's some sort of legend. Mm-hmm. And, and part of the thing is him just coming to grips with the fact that he is yeah. that or like, finding out how to cope with the fact that he's mm-hmm. some legendary figure when he doesn't feel like he is or should be. Yeah, and wasn't, like, you know, was probably expecting, uh, you know, not to do something with the warp drive, but not, like, you know, 
to the extent of meeting aliens and changing the human race to that level. And I do kind of like how it's it's in a place that you would never expect it, but it's kind of fitting, like an old nuclear silo somewhere in Montana. But also it's like, first contact with happened with the Vulcans in Montana, of all places, you know? Why not? Yeah, why not? But it's just one of those like neat little, like you, I don't know fun things of history yeah, and they also mentioned how that place is going to have a huge monument to it one day and a big ass statue a big statue of him yeah re- yeah made out of marble mm-hmm. reaching up to the sky like literally everybody though is like yeah fangirling out about the it, only person who really doesn't is Riker, which i like i think Riker is also but it just it's not really his well i think he's just more real about it like he also is like this is really cool, but also understanding that this guy is a human as well. He's not this perfect <laughs> visionary who, like, this was all part of... Because that's what history does, especially for figures like that. It kind of, you know, the legend kind of builds, and it becomes, like, everything becomes part of this. It was all meant to be. It was all, you know... Well, yeah, he was he was this guy that had these big plans mm-hmm. and knew that it was going to happen, yeah. as opposed to this guy who just wanted to get laid. Is <laughs> that like, sort of thing? Yeah, he just threw it, <laughs> you know, as opposed to this guy who, like, yeah, he had like plans for this like warp engine, threw it together, and yeah, he was going to do something with it, but again, not to the extent of what happened. And then you know, as as kind of people do, and as history does, it just makes it like you know, there was, you know, it was like. Is all gonna be sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think that's fun. So yeah, they go. Um, first, it's Picard and like every officer on the ship. Mm-hmm. I always thought that was very interesting. <laughs> it's always like, the... let's send everyone of him <laughs> of import exactly. Gotta <laughs> like make sure the field team is the best of the best, and then it's just. Yeah, what's every commanding officer? Yeah, okay, yeah. let's send all that. Because in reality, wouldn't Riker's job to be stay on the ship? Well, he did this time. Well, no, Riker. Riker goes down, and then Picard goes uh, back no. up. Picard goes down. He leaves Riker in charge, oh, that's and right, when he yeah. comes back up, because like Troy stays down, and then you know he meets up with Troy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he. Like is like Picard and Crusher and Jordy mm-hmm. and Data, yeah, all go down, which um, be interesting to have them try to explain Data. No, he's really <laughs> kiss. He just lives that lifestyle. Yeah, that really old lifestyle. <laughs> he's he's just real into it. He's a Kabuki actor, mm-hmm. but um, <laughs> he's really into kiss. <laughs> he's uh yeah he's a mime <laughs> don't say anything Dad. um and because they uh attacked the ship though there's a whole bunch of radiation so mm-hmm. uh yeah um lily uh which is um is that from cochran's number one guy Cow. Yeah, <laughs> gets hit by the radiation. Mm-hmm. So it makes um, her. She's getting sick, but she fires on the. Because all the you know the Enterprise crew is checking on the Phoenix to, like we said, make sure that it's not you know too fucked up. And 
Jean Luc is talking to Data, and he's like, "Oh, I went to the Smithsonian hundreds of times, and I just like I get to do this now." And he just touches it, and then he rubs his face on it, (laughs) (laughs) and then he just hugs it real uncomfortably, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's. (laughs) Yeah, you know, it's the difference between seeing it and touching it. He just pokes it it a couple times. Mm. Sniffs it. Like, mm, he does radiant. all the interact items, that, you know. He, <laughs> he interacts with it with everything in his inventory. A ball of string. He keeps I don't think this will work. I don't think this will work. I don't know what a ball of string is going to be useful for here. I don't either, Dana. And, and that's all he does. Like, Captain, I think you shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> you need to stop. Uh, yeah, so she fires on them, but then she... Uh, she kind of like just kind of tumbles over because she's sick from the radiation. So they take her back up to the Enterprise. Uh, fuck, what happens then? Well, that's when they like change places. Oh, that's <clears throat> right. Yeah, and they um, start realizing that there's something up with the environment. Like says, like the AC is off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, everyone starts commenting on it. Yeah, it's getting warm in there. And yeah, they're like, okay, Journey's like, I'll come down there, I'll fix your, I'll fix your ship, and they get inoculated for the radiation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, they figure out that Borg have, have teleported into the ship, and Picard goes all kinds of nuts about it. Oh yeah, he does not like that one bit. And not a second. <laughs> which you know, to be fair, no one should like it that much. No, yeah. It's, the Borg just start on, like, one of the non-vital decks, mm-hmm. 16 or something. Or they they start somewhere and they work their way up, but they stop at one specific one. Yeah, because uh, Picard says that they have to, like, have a, a central spot in which to control the collective. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's eventually they break into the medical bay, though. Mm-hmm. And we get the the holodoc, yeah. the hologram doctor. Yeah, Robert Picardo himself. Mm-hmm. They're like, distracted. They're like, with what? I don't know. <laughs> Just say something. Buy us a few seconds. And he's like, that's not my fucking job, man. I'm not programmed <laughs> to be a distraction. Yarn out. <laughs> just, just think of something. They did it a lot on the, on this Enterprise. They use holograms as distractions. Well... Yeah, I don't know. They're outsourcing their doctor to like holograms. Well, it's like it's a basically I think like a virtual intelligence that you know knows all the medical stuff that the Federation has. So I guess you know. still doesn't you know eventually they're going to replace all their jabs with holograms. <laughs> probably, it's going to be a ship not. of holograms. <laughs> God, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just one real guy and all holograms. <laughs> this ship's a hologram. This ship doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Uh, but yeah, now, um, the away team though have found a Troy has found Zephram Cochran and has decided to just get white girl wasted. Yeah, because because he's, he's just, just feeding her drinks. He's just getting drunk because that's what Zephram Cochran do. And she, you know, she was like, I already tried explaining fucking the whole plan. He laughed in my face. Then he wouldn't talk to me some more until I had tequila. 
And now she's explaining all this to Riker, who's basically laughing in her face. Because it's pretty funny. <laughs> he just this is the most funny fucking thing. It's like, all of time lies in the balance, and Riker is just... He knows everything's going to be all right. That's what I like about Riker. He's got that cool confidence. He's got uh, that cool confidence and the weird way of sitting in chairs. Yeah. It's cause you of, ever seen the Riker? Well, yeah. Movie? I think it's because Jonathan Briggs has a back injury. And that's why it's yes, it like is. That, yeah. Yeah, but it just kind of became a whole thing. It became a whole thing, yeah. I never noticed it till people pointed it out. Yeah, it's just like, like that's a, yeah. that's a fucking sick that's, way of sitting. That's the way to do it, yeah. <laughs> that's how a captain sits. Um, yep. Uh, but yeah, she is absolutely fucking just wasted. Mm-hmm. And he is just laughing his ass off. Yeah, and I do, uh highlight of this movie is James Cromwell. Is that from Cockburn? He is great, because he, he does, like, all kinds of, like, you know, he's just, like, uh, fucking happy drunk, and then, like, having to fucking deal with, like, the weight of the futures now on his shoulders all of a sudden when not his plan, <laughs> not what he yeah, was thinking well, about. Yeah, imagine just, like, all of a sudden some people just come up to you and have, like, no, you're vitally important for like, the future. Like, tomorrow at, like, 11.30, you're changing all of human history. Oh, by the way, they're going to name statues and cities and planets and fucking all yeah, of Yeah, I this. went to Zephram Cochran High School. Yeah, we quote things you said on that day. And just, like, think about that. Think about, like, if you had to wake up tomorrow that everything you did just went down in history is the mo- most important thing because you just happened to meet aliens. <laughs> or yeah, something like you're the the wild stallions <laughs> of the... i mean that's a pretty you know and it also because i do like how they resolve that pretty quickly from he doesn't believe them to where they're just like look in the fucking telescope dude it's all yeah, you. It's right up there yeah yeah <laughs> it's like for fuck's sake that's real yeah 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 and this is i i do think this is interesting that this like they kind of roll with it, and this is why the show Enterprise exists. I know, I, I do like that too. Like, yeah, they change history slightly, and yeah. that's how you get Star Star Trek Enterprise, mm-hmm. which wouldn't happen normally. No, but it's neat. I do like that they kind of rolled with it. You're right, because I do. I of course I do love Enterprise. Enterprise is great. Mm-hmm. I think what I like about that show is that it's just all very dangerous and not at all. There's something very routine about Next Generation where they find something and they're like, oh, that's what that is. Yeah. We absolutely know what that fucking thing is. As opposed to Enterprise where they look at it and go, I have no fucking clue what <laughs> We got to figure it's this gonna out. It's going to fucking kill us. Yeah, that might, that might poison all of us. I like how <laughs> – I also really like how it, there's no structure of the Federation yet. It's the building blocks towards that and humans kind of – you know, kind of building those relationships with the Andorians and with the Tellarites to eventually lead to that, I think is really cool. Because you don't think of it as, like, how important that usually is to have the resources of, like, oh, no, we have the backup of this whole galaxy, especially when you haven't encountered, like, the Romulans yet, you know? Mm. Or, like, Klingons in general. And you don't, in like... You don't have all the fucking translation technology, mm-hmm. and yeah, well, that's to me much more exciting than. Um, not to say that Enterprise doesn't have its moments, but oh yeah, that's that's something that just kind of gets me is that sometimes it just feels very routine. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and like 
or next gen, you mean? Yeah, that's what. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Yeah, and I'm sure, like I said, I'm sure one day I will go back and reevaluate uh, next gen, and I'm sure, totally sure that there's really good episodes and stuff that I'll like. It's just you know, every time I try to watch those, I always end up watching Deep Space Nine anyway. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, if you if you are a fan of next gen and have episodes that you think we should watch, we can do. They're like jumping off points where we should just like start here. Because everyone I see is just like, don't watch the first season, mm-hmm. and I, yeah, and I'm like, well, but like, why the, yeah, no, I know why. I watched like four episodes, and I was like, how did this keep going? <laughs> I know, right? And then I, I, t- I totally get it because it's, I feel the same way about a lot of shows. Um. Anyway, so yeah, now uh, Picard is is leading a whole crew. Uh, of of boys up against the Borg and like we don't have a lot of shots, they're gonna adapt, um, and we need to just wipe them out mm-hmm. with extreme prejudice. Extreme prejudice. Yeah, and like to that end, Data snaps one of their one of the Borg's fucking necks. <laughs> it's like extreme prejudice, Captain. Okay, that's a bit Ex- much, Data. <laughs> it's yeah. like, wow. Oh, Jesus. oh God. <laughs> Turn back on your emotional chip. Uh, um. Yeah, what I found interesting is that yeah, the Borg will adapt to like everything? all kinds of like yeah, eventually. Except for blades, <laughs> just yeah, stab them. right. Like you can snap their neck. Yeah, true. They can't adapt to that. I guess it's weaponry that they or like laser weapons they can adapt to because nobody has like bullets. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. Also, apparently, you can make a holodeck kill you. Yeah, I th- I was wondering about that. I was like, whoa, so you can, like, that's a setting? Like, who the fuck makes that kind of a... I mean, I guess it, in theory, it makes sense. You could have something that could, like, you could, like, set it to where it, like, oh, make this hologram a lot more real. But the fact that you could use it to, like, you have to turn off the safety settings. Yeah, I just need to, I need to make myself die and it appear like an accident. <laughs> I, I feel like the danger, really, when I'm playing video games is ramped up if I die in real life, right. if I die in the game. Or I could possibly lose a toe or something. Yeah, just ramp it up. Uh, that makes it, well, maybe, I don't know. I guess if you can, like, wave a fucking magic wand, yeah. magically cured of all kinds of fucking in a, ailments. In a post-scarcity society, where do you, can you find fear? In the holodeck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, you gotta fucking... <laughs> When you're like diseases and everything, you're cured. Like you don't have to want for anything. Maybe you just spend all of your time in the holodeck, facing death in the eyes. Yeah, so you can feel something, anything. <laughs> because all the worlds have been explored, the universe is being charted. What next? What next? Where? Where do you go? What do you do? <laughs> God, this is dark. <laughs> <laughs> existential ennui. They just shut off all the second safety settings, and you just holodeck all these dangerous things. That would be like a really great, like, short film horror film thing. There's a short story in here. Oh man. Um. 
But yeah, they're um, quickly though. Data is captured. A lot of other people are captured. Well, assimilated. Um, that I like that too. There's like a real tension in this movie because you see, like, yeah, we see Richards or crewmen get taken out, but I like there's a certain kind of cold brutality to the Borg and how they do it that is really an unnerving, and I I think makes this one the the action like stand out. It's almost like a zombie movie. Yeah, because. The way that he talks about it is like, yeah, if they get assimilated, you just shoot them. Mm-hmm. There's no saving They're them. They're better off dead. And, like... He's true to his yeah, word in that he, regard. Yeah, he does. There's a crewman that just gets, like, taken, and he just fucking shoots him dead. Yeah. Like, as opposed to them being assimilated. Because, yeah, you can also hear, like, the whispers of the Borg. Mm-hmm. Um... So anytime that they're close, that's how he knows, because he can still, he's tuned to their channel. It's like he performed the joining from Dragon Age. He's a Grey Warden for Borg. Yeah, I was trying to think, or like um, Assassin's Creed. Like you hear those whispers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, he he shoots that um, infected crewman and then runs into into lily lily yeah because she had split off from dr crusher and the the group that had escaped from the med bay because she was like what the fuck is going on here help what faction are you from yeah that's another thing i do like that they you know kind of that's that's all stuff from world war three because i again i was looking up on memory beta i guess in the world war three uh event it wasn't really like nation states it was factions all fighting each other that's why she was like, who are you work for? Are you from Econ? Which is like the Eastern Confederation. Oh. Mm-hmm. I, not, I, I thought she just hated economists. <laughs> <laughs> are you Alan Greenspan? Do you work for Alan Greenspan? <laughs> <laughs> what do you know about Keynesian economics? <laughs> Uh, not much. <laughs> Please don't hurt me. <laughs> I will use the invisible hand of economics to strike you down. <laughs> to strangle you, motherfucker. <laughs> Adam Smith is my homeboy. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Picard's like, nah, I'm not with any faction. Actually, I don't work with. No, I have to look out this window. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, we can take you back to Earth, but I yeah. might want to get a parachute or something. <laughs> a parachute. Long way down. <laughs> yeah, I can. It's a force field. We don't have class in the future. Big waste of money. <laughs> <laughs> so you'd have just a big hole. That's what fucking got me. It was like, no wonder all your crewmen die. <laughs> only thing separating them is a suggestion of a force field. It's like a thought. That's all that is. It's just a sustained thought. That's all. It's like the power goes off in that section. People are going to die. What's What's in that room? Why? Why do you have a force field window to nowhere? <laughs> so you're telling me that, like, on the bridge, when you're looking out into space, that's that's just force field? I thought that was just a camera. Oh, yeah, maybe. 
because that, that's that oh. way they can talk to the... This is like the only Star Trek movie I can think of where they don't talk to anybody on the bridge like that. That's true, yeah. So far, right? Mm-hmm. They don't use Zoom. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, and we also get our, our first uh, uh, view of the, the Borg Queen. Mm-hmm. She's lower the head and neck into a body. I always thought that was a great effect. That always creeped mm-hmm. me the fuck out. It is. It's 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 really cool because yeah, like they're they found data and it's interesting what they do with data too. They give him something to do where they want to assimilate him backwards. Mm-hmm. They want to give him what he wants because he has these encryption codes because they want to do. I forget. They want to do something with those encryption codes, and <clears throat> well, they want. I think they need the encryption codes to gain full control of the Enterprise. Ah, yeah, that would explain Because they locked him out. Mm. And then once they do that, they can go probably down to Earth and assimilate everyone under Earth anyway. Yeah. And then use that ship to go jumpstart the Borg, which are already out and about. Right. But then give them advanced Federation technology from the future that doesn't exist yet. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That does not, yeah, because then they could meet up with that, you know, version and give them that technology, and then probably take over the the whole everything. Whole before. Alpha Quadrant, everything's yeah. assimilated. Yep, and then everything would be Borg, mm-hmm. which is in a way very peaceful. <laughs> Everybody ends up in Montana. Everybody, uh, everyone's Borg. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, meanwhile, back on Earth, Zephram Cochran drops the does a title drop. Yeah, yeah, some kind of Star, Star Trek. Trek. I honestly, even though it is like, haha, like puts the. I actually, that's like okay, yeah. I like how he put it in there. Like, it, there, there are worse ways. Yeah, and because uh, yeah, that's where they show him the get a big hit, get his telescope, and then show him the Enterprise floating out there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, because they're like, there's no easy way for us to get him to do this thing unless we explain mm-hmm. what the hell we're doing. Yeah, or to believe us about any of this shit, because it all sounds crazy. You know. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, they reactivate Data's emotions and start grafting skin onto him. Yeah, where it's pretty. Where do they get all that skin from? The crewman. Ew. Yeah. I know. That's what the Borg do. But, you know, they need... Well, I... Man, the... Kind of the parts between Data and the Borg Queen uh, like really kind of give me the chills. Because they're, like... Kind of, like... Ominously sensual and uncomfortable. And I don't... Huh, I don't that like remember, remember what I said? Data Data has a dick. He remembers the last time he used it. I, yeah, that's not... I don't need to know that. Um, they... <laughs> To the, to the millisecond. <laughs> Everything's, I mean, he's a robot. I get it. He is fully functional. But, like, the part where she's, like, breathing onto that patch of skin and, like, he's like, ah, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> please just show me people get assimilated in the hallways. Yeah. Um. Yeah, speaking of the hallway, they kind of sneak past them. The Borg don't really, they just kind of do their own thing. Yeah. Unless you fuck with them. 
Which I guess is to the like Starfleet's benefit, but also I, that doesn't make much sense to me. I don't know why, it just doesn't. Well, because they're just focused on the task. They don't need to assimilate. Like, I think it's one of it's more of like a hubris, where it's like, we'll just get you eventually. It doesn't matter. Yeah, like, I just... I, I just... Because when you think, like, they're going to go around assimilating people, they would, you know, go around assimilating anybody that wasn't assimilated. But if they have weapons, they're not going to try and assimilate them? Uh, their vision's based on movement. I don't understand. <laughs> it's like a T-Rex. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense either. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I think it's... My best guess is it's just, like, they know they're going to get you. Their plan that they're doing right now is more important and they don't to them, and they don't want any distractions. And so who cares? I your, guess. Uh, your attempt to resist them uh, will be futile. They're going to assimilate you, and there's nothing you can do about it. So, you know. Yeah, but if that was the case, then, like, why would they have any, like, you know, ha go about assimilating anybody? Well, because they need a, you know, startup capital. Of course, you need the... <laughs> oh, Jesus. Anyway, I'll, I'll allow it because, you know, the, like, well, you know, Jean-Luc Picard's French. He's like plot armor, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so they hide out in the holodeck, home of the big goodbye. Yeah, I do like the fact all that you can the... do that in the holodeck. All 175 chapters. <laughs> yeah. Meet Mickey the Nose, who I it looked like I didn't look this up. I forgot to look this up. It looked like the guy playing Mickey the Nose or Nicky the Nose was the guy who played uh, Donna's dad in that '70s show. Huh? Yeah. Could be. Could mm -hmm. be. I gotta check this out. I will report back next episode. Um, yeah, his metal nose. Mm -hmm. It's a fitting. It's a you know fitting nickname. Yeah. Well, first they go to the wrong one. They're like, I'm looking for Nicky the Nose. He hasn't been here for years. He's <laughs> like, oh, shit, this is the wrong chapter. Go to, like, chapter 37, and then there's a whole party going on. And I was like, how did you miss that? It's <laughs> 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 kind of a big detail, John. <laughs> well, you know, you're in a hurry. Forget which chapter is uh, going on in the holodeck. Mm-hmm. And the Borg are just kind of going through, like, what the fuck is this? What happened? We Did we walk into a fucking Casablanca shoot? And, yeah, John, like, fucking shoots him down with a Tommy gun and then just unloads his clip. Yep. And then he asks the computer to give to refill his ammo and give him cheats. <laughs> he does the conch code. <laughs> computer, put in the Konami code. <laughs> Uh, no, he actually inputs it himself. He goes up, up, and down, down, and all that. It's very hard <laughs> to do in real life. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, well, he's like, I think you got him. Mm -hmm. And then he keeps firing. <laughs> yeah, like, it's, okay. like, it's like fucking Sonny Corleone's death and fucking Godfather, where it's just like, those guys, like, unloaded their Tommy guns into him, then reloaded, and then kept unloading. I think he's Stop, yeah. stop. He's already dead. <laughs> There's not much left of him. <laughs> That's the point. We don't want him to be much to bury. Anyway, that was my best ensign. Here's a part I scavenged from his corpse. Ensign <laughs> yeah, Lynch, yeah. Because John Luke, like, kills the, yeah, he kills the two Borg with a Tommy gun. And then one's laying on the table. And then he just starts, like, you know, uh, 
gotten him. Uh, looking for one of the... He's got something in him to relay his commands, I guess. Yeah, like, we'll need this. Yeah. This is important. It's a Unix system. It's a SIM card. Yep. So they can make long distance calls. <laughs> it's how the queen communicates with them. <laughs> um, but yeah, then back on Earth, all the ensigns are fangirling over Zeph from Cochrane, mm-hmm. and he feels very uncomfortable, including Reg. Red's, Reg is there. He was in episodes of the show. He's the guy that got addicted to the holodeck. Oh, yeah. Made, yeah. Um, but yeah, they figure out that the Borg are making a beacon mm-hmm. to contact the other Borg. Ah, uh, yes, yes. And so they need to go into zero gravity. So like, Worf, <laughs> you're a badass. You want to go? <laughs> How no. about you? And uh, Lieutenant Hawk. And I'm like, Neil oh, McDonough? Hawk is, you're here? Yeah. yeah. He is so dead. Yeah. I'm like, you're, there's no way you're making this, Lieutenant Hawk. Yeah. We just we're just meeting for the first time. You have too much of a name. You're too distinctive for an ensign. You're gonna die. Yep. And so they use the magnetic boots and walk underneath the in like the worst, worst spacesuits. Man, I they, oh. they look a lot like the ones from the motion picture. They look a lot like pajamas. <laughs> it's the helmets also that make them look kind of interest like weird mm-hmm. for me but yeah <laughs> it's fine though i did like the the scaling of the like them walking zero g on the on the enterprise i thought that was cool yeah they have to go like release the maglocks and send it into space mm-hmm. and as they're trying to release the maglocks of course the board aren't <clears throat> start noticing what they're doing and Ensign Hawk, as he's trying to remove one of the maglocks, he just gets carried off. Yeah, they just pick him up. <laughs> gets, Throw him over his shoulder. <laughs> like a sack, of, like a sack of potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, All right, that's it for you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, you've had too much to drink there, bud. It's time for bed. <laughs> Yeah, and John Luke has to do, like, fucking maneuvers in mm-hmm. zero-G yeah. so he can, like, parkour over and release the maglocks. Yeah. Worf uh, uses, like, a dagger thing to fight one of the Borg, but his, his pajamas get ripped and all the air starts spewing out. Mm-hmm. And they don't... They haven't figured out patches. <laughs> There's no time for patches. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they... they but they succeed, and Worf doesn't. Uh, Worf doesn't die. Mm-hmm. Ensign Hawk dies, though. Oh, he gets yeah. assimilated. He gets assimilated killed. super quick. Yeah. Yeah, and then they send that thing out into space and shoot it. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, I think they they shoot it. Yeah, Borg yeah. or Worf uh, fires his gun at it and causes it to explode. So, no, no Borg traces left around here. Yeah. And meanwhile, Data tries to make a break for it, and it stopped. Yeah, he does make it. Yeah. Zephram Cochran tries to make a break for it. <laughs> he doesn't make it either. <laughs> he just stopped. <laughs> They're both, like, captured pretty much the same way. <laughs> <coughs> yeah. And so, yeah, the he's, Zephram Cochran's hungover, and he's like, I guess I'll, I'll take this flight. Mm-hmm. 
Because, yeah, he does not want to be doing this. It's He's just about the money. Yeah, so. well, I think that's, like, what he, you know, says. And I think it's, like, this, this has become suddenly too goddamn big. This is, uh, you know, you're you're hoisting upon me something that I was never intending. Uh, you know, but, uh, so after being kind of, kind of jumping around, he gets a pep talk from Riker, uh, later on about that. Yeah, he uses his own words from the future back at him. Mm -hmm. Like, Uh (coughs) that's rhetorical nonsense. Who said that? You, 10 years from now, you know? Yeah. Um, and so he's like, okay, I can do this. Mm-hmm. Um, back on the Enterprise, they're like, we should blow up the ship and stop the Borg from taking over the ship. And Picard does not want to do that. Yeah, he's like, we always blow up the fucking Enterprise. We do that in every fucking movie. I don't want to blow up the Enterprise again. Yeah, I want there to be a break between blowing ups of Enterprises. <laughs> he's like, no, Jean-Luc, we have to blow up the Enterprise. And Worf's like, you, you really should. And he's like, I didn't know Klingons could be such a pussy. <laughs> he's like, excuse me, you heard me. <laughs> no, I didn't know you had this much quitting, you Lieutenant Worf. Yeah. Losing two ships in as many hours. I thought the Worf's was a W, not an L. And he slams his, uh, slams the, well, he doesn't really slam the door. He lets the, he angrily has the door. The computer behind. slammed the door. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> and Lily follows him. Well, Lily's like, are you just going to do that? And like, he's going to follow him. And Crusher's like, well, he's, he's the boss. Mm-hmm. It's like, ah, I, I'm not employed by the, <laughs> yeah. the, yeah, follows him into the captain's quarters, which has the fucking sick gold models of all of the other Enterprises. Mm-hmm. I, or at least I believe that to be all of the other I Enterprises. Think, I th- it seemed like it was most of them. Or at least mo- I, all I saw was like the Starfleet ones. I don't know if they had like the older... Um... Well, because I, I know I definitely saw the old one from the show. Mm-hmm. And then the updated Enterprise from Kirk's movies. Yeah. After, you know... Um. Yeah, after five, I guess that Enterprise. Yeah. Uh, and then the old one that they blew up, and then this current one, and yeah, he is. Um, yeah, they bring up Moby Dick, and just um, like you're just obsessed with trying to kill these Borg, and you're losing sight of the bigger picture, and. Yeah, it gets through to him. He's like, yeah, you're right. You're right. I was going to... Huh. Yep, and it's like, all right, everybody, you go to North America and you live boring lives away from everyone. <laughs> Don't tell anybody your secrets. Which is like, there is no way you could enforce that order. Yeah, like, well, I think the Starfleet people might, you know, just being like... The way that oh, you, know, just... you know Starfleet people being the way they are, I would think that you know some of them would be like, okay, we got to do our duty. We can assimilate and kind of keep a secret for the sake of the timeline. I guess though, like there'd be part of me that's just like, ah oh, man, I have all these engineering secrets. I could get them up to warp ten. Yeah, but then you might like incur like bad things. It's Star Trek. You never know. There's some sort of temporal entity that could fuck you up or something. 
hey, you know, you write down all your secrets about how to stop the Borg. To, yeah, I guess you're right. But uh, but he stays behind because he's like, I gotta rescue Data. Mm-hmm. All my crew team together to save me when I was assimilated by the Borg, and God damn it, I'm gonna go and save him because it's you know I need that Data. <laughs> I, gotta, I need to back him up. <laughs> That could be a t-shirt. That's almost wholesome. <laughs> um, so yeah, he and then he hears data in the Borg noise. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, he he goes down to engineering is where the Borg Queen and everybody got um, done. Meanwhile, Zephyr from Cochrane is like, oh, I'm missing the one thing. Uh, it's Magic Carpet Ride by mm-hmm. Steppenwolf. Yep. And like I didn't know you like classical music, Zephyrm. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, a hundred years old. All the geniuses do, and yeah, I mean it's wholly appropriate for the the flight of the Phoenix, and yeah, they uh, they launch off from Bozeman, Montana, and uh, into the skies, and uh, yeah, it's like I think the Enterprise is there to see us out. Yeah, not knowing that the Enterprise is there to possibly destroy them. Yep. Um, but yeah, and then, uh, Picard meets the, the Borg queen mm-hmm. and yeah, he's like, well, you could you still can join us. You could be the Borg king <laughs> if you want. <laughs> you could be Lord of the Borg. Like, I, I didn't understand that there was a royal hierarchy. <laughs> I, th- I thought everything was just kind of like borg i didn't know there were levels of borg i didn't know there was like a com- i thought it was all like a commune like a techie hippie commune <laughs> this is the worst hippie commune i've ever seen <laughs> all, of it, all of your hippie uniqueness will be part of the one man all of your hippie uniqueness will be assimilated your distinctiveness will be a part of our own collective culture man yeah resistance is not cool resistance <laughs> is not groovy <laughs> yeah it's a big commune of borg <laughs> it'll be like you play the didgeridoo we'll assimilate that you play the harmonica we'll assimilate that yeah it'll it'll be part of our cultural distinctiveness <laughs> I like your tie-dye. We'll assimilate it. <laughs> they, don't, they don't fly around in a big cube. It's a big psychedelic school bus. Like <laughs> <laughs> uh, so a king. I, mean, I didn't vote for. Didn't vote for to be a Borg king. Yeah. Do I get to wear a dumbass Borg crown? No, it's a, it's a pretty cool crowd. <laughs> you don't have to be you don't have to be shitty about it. I mean, I, I think mean, it's a pretty good deal. <laughs> I mean, we worked out on it pretty. Well. We worked pretty hard on it. We got it. we gave you a whole new name. You were called Locutus. That's better than what you what you were before. Yeah, John Luke's your slave name. <laughs> yeah, your fucking hippie name's Locutus. <laughs> it's Lotus. <laughs> Your new Borg name is uh, Star. You all get like you get assimilated into the hippie commune lifestyle, and you get a new name. Yeah, you're fucking your Lotus Starshine Picard. (laughs) 
Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not <laughs> cool at this plan at all. Uh, yeah, they all... uptight to be a hippie. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Data, though, it seems like he uh, has done a whole heel turn. Mm-hmm. But he does not. He is... He, is, he has remained true to the Enterprise. Yeah, it's because they fire at the Phoenix and they miss. And he's like, you know what? Fuck you guys. And he hits the tube full of the gas <laughs> that's just in the middle of engineering that can fucking disintegrate flesh. <laughs> well, oh, that's covered in ga- like glass, huh? That's, the, that's what you use your <laughs> that's, glass for. <laughs> that's, that's what it is. It, they can vent into the entire in- engineering and melt flesh faster than everything I've ever seen. That was so awesome, but you're right. Like, what? What the fuck, guys? <laughs> did the board put Just, that there, or no? They did. It was like, oh yeah, that's the whatever thing that we have to make sure our <laughs> stuff runs okay. Yeah, it'll just. <laughs> fucking clean the flesh right out till there's nothing left nothing but bones and then maybe even not that anything organic and it's like you know but the board can't live though they're not they're, they're cyborgs you, you take the organic out and then they're just machines and mm-hmm. uh won't work yeah so yeah kills the board queen and then he fucking snaps her neck and sucks the marrow out <laughs> like she's a fucking crawfish just snaps it like (laughs) 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 Sean Luke that's really fucking fucked up man (laughs) (laughs) I fucking hate these boards I gotta show them how much I hate them also the brain's where all the fucking flavor is (laughs) that's the nutrients you suck out the head good eating right there you ever make borg broth you save all these mechanical bits and put them in some water you got yourself a stew going baby (laughs) oh jesus christ like not even like for a second like oh yeah we could study this terminator fucking skull and spine combo he just fucking cracks it open fuck you lady yeah. Never liked you anyway. Alice Krieg played the Borg Queen in the movie. I don't think we mentioned that. Did a great job. She was actually, mm-hmm. uh, uh, like, I'm 50-50 on it because I don't know about, like, giving the Borg, like, a figurehead. But as for, like, you know, her playing the part, she did a great job. Well, because the Borg Queen is not the cult, like, has more emotional. And, like, I guess the idea is, like, they have a queen there that is more like the direction of the hive. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think it kind of goes against the entire idea of the thing. Right. Also. Yeah. I I think even though I like this movie, I think there is something to be said that this movie is much more of like an action movie instead of a star Trek movie Mm -hmm. where it's like a big star Trek action movie is, but I, I think the action, I think the action does work in its favor though. I think it's like, for the action, it is Star Trek action because it's like there's not a bunch of like big explosions or uh, I mean, there are explosions, but like a lot of like the fighting, like I like the kind of uh, claustrophobic corridor fighting that like, you know, the like the Starfleet officers are just kind of picked away and assimilated by the Borg and they're losing more and more of the ship. 
sort mm-hmm. of thing. Uh, I think that's really cool. I think I think all the action does work in its favor because I think if it tried to do it, tried to tell the story without a lot of the action, it just wouldn't be as interesting. Yeah, one hundred percent agree. Yeah. Oh, meanwhile, Zephyr Cochran uh, flies back and has first contact with the with the Vulcans. Well, they oh. <clears throat> they engage warp and they they like fly. Like again, warp one is not as fast as the future warps will be, of course. But uh, they kind of like psh, psh, fly past, not anywhere significant, but they turn around, fly back to Earth, and then a little bit later, yeah, the this Vulcan trading or surveying ship, I guess, lands, and uh, yeah, the Vulcans come out and you know live long and prosper, and Zephyrin Cochran uh, says thanks and. Tri- Tries to do the finger thing and just shakes the hand. Yeah, and... it's very human. I thought it was like that's very cool, and and uh, alternately shoots him and takes the ship. Yeah, and like one of the most badass openings of fucking Star Trek Enterprise ever did for the Mirror Universe episodes. I was like, yep, that fits. That totally fits. <laughs> yeah, like for the Terran Empire. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and. Uh... <laughs> You'd think it'd be a whole big thing to do to go back to the future, but it's like, no, nah, we can just copy the, the time the signature. Replicate the temporal warp of the, the Borg, and, you know, it ain't no thing. It'll be like we never left. Uh, yeah, you guys aren't going to explore the fact that the Borg know how to time travel? I mean, given, like, how much time travel shenanigans are around, you know, it might just be one of those, like, I don't know, like experimental things that like yeah we'll just try it again because we know it works i don't know yeah there's a techno babble reason that you can do uh but they make it to the future and yep. they saved yep they made it so yep this, this is good this is good this is uh, i love this movie yeah it's one of the better ones yeah honestly like i think of all star trek this is like uh a top tier one Yes, it is. Um, I don't really know how where I'd put it in terms of the other top-tier Star Trek movies, but it's up there. Mm-hmm. I think I like... Wrath of Khan is still probably the absolute favorite, but... Yeah. Yeah. It's probably above a Voyage Home yeah. for me, so probably 2-6 First Contact. Yeah, I might put this at least, like, so far... I gotta go back and remember what my old rankings were of course but i definitely in like the top five i feel like this is in like maybe at least the third or fourth spot so far well yeah just uh i think it works really well as like in the same way like because it takes something that happened in the tv show and expands on it mm-hmm. in kind of the yeah that's true i do like that they do that like, in the wrath of Khan style where yeah. it's like you know because you know, for Picard, it's sort of his own con. Yeah, you know? that, that, actually, now that you put it that way, I'd never thought of that before. That's very true. Yeah. So and at least it's something that is rooted in the next generation, as opposed to like reaching for something from any, you know, anything else, sort of thing. Yeah. So I, I think it's yeah, totally solid. Uh, to- yeah, one of the one of the better ones. Um, would recommend watching it. I think it works really well too, even if you don't watch a lot of them. I think it's a really good standalone, yeah. fun movie to watch. Yeah, if you're if you're not into Star Trek, you can still appreciate this movie because it doesn't it doesn't go overboard in any one direction 
And I think that's also where the action also helps because it can sustain your interest. And it's not done well, in a gratuitous way. Yeah, I think it really refrains from a lot of the things that I don't like in Next Generation where they just throw fucking science words at you. Because mm -hmm. that's often when I think about it. Well, that's yeah, my biggest thing. It's just... It, like, I think that also helps in, like, distinguishing it from feeling like it's a long episode of the show as opposed to this feels like a Next Generation movie. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah so I would say, and then uh, if we're going to do Next Gen rankings, it's better than Generation. Oh, it's hell yeah. Fucking mile. <laughs> hell yeah. So, um, that's not even worth <laughs> <laughs> i mean that was probably obvious i think we said that last time but yeah uh but next time we do an insurrection mm -hmm. yeah i know i've seen it i have not this will be my first go around with uh with this one i've never had never had a strong interest in this one so it'll be it'll be interesting and then uh yeah then we'll round out the series with nemesis yeah so, there is that. <laughs> we get to end on a on a note. note. <laughs> <laughs> but until then, I'm Devin. I'm Dayton. Thanks for listening, everybody. See ya. Peace.